The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Today, we are joined by Matt Saperito and James Corbett of Project Refit, a nonprofit organization that provides support services to first responders and veterans. Project Refit has an ambitious mission to end isolation within the ranks of first responders and veterans by providing weekly connection meetings, an app where you can reach out to fellow members for support, and mobile centers where first responders and veterans can come together and connect. I hope you enjoy this episode and this interview with the founders of Project Refit, Matt and James. Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition app. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. Well, Matthew and James, thanks so much for joining me on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. And we are going to talk about your awesome organization here in just a second. But um, I want to invite you guys to go ahead and introduce yourselves, tell our audience, um, you know, your background, your military background, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. The floor is yours, James. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, I'm actually not military. Uh, I'm not a first responder. I went from uh, Columbia University. I actually was studying there, negotiation and conflict solution. I actually ended up dropping out uh, to start a, a company and a, a business that will help our communities locally because I saw some data and I saw some opportunities and I went for it. And now I'm building up this absolutely uh, incredible, and I'm, I'm not saying this because I helped start it, but I mean it. It's an absolutely incredible organization that you have never seen anything like it. Uh, it is not just another, you know, clean of the mill, rewashed and redone kind of VSO. It is a fresh look at how uh, we're combating uh, suicide, technically, uh, and, and isolation is our mission. So combat isolation is our mission. So um, that's me. That's kind of quick, quick snippet background. Uh, I'm Matt, and I, uh, I'm a law enforcement in New Jersey, and I met James many eons ago, um, and then uh, I used to run a podcast called The Frontline Warrior. Um, that was for uh, people during COVID and, 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 you know, having a first responder reach out to people during their mental issues, when they, what's going on, and they're being forced to work. 
Um, so it was kind of like my give back to saying, Hey, you know, this is, you know, it's okay. You know, it's coming from one of the, you know, somebody who sees this all the time, we're central all the time. Um, and so that, that, that did pretty well. And, and I hooked up with James, uh, with project refit and, um, I work with him and his buddy check-in system, which is a, uh, we pretty much go live in a zoom meeting and, um, everybody comes, comes in and we check in on each other and share stories. And a lot of times you're just BSing, but a lot of times, it, um, We've really we've like literally saved lives on zoom uh on zoom before um i'm a critical incident debriefer uh up here in new jersey so um i have training in 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 how to deal with critical incidents um and how to talk to people like that and uh and yeah we've been doing a lot of really good work yeah awesome and I'm actually a, a certified in critical incident response as well. So uh, I've done a lot of that um, with the military in particular. And uh, that's that definitely takes a special skill to, um, to, to be able to go in and, and do things like that. Um, so that's awesome. Um, your mission, uh, Project Refit, believes in combating isolation by building the community of the future will reduce suicide rates among the military and first responder communities. So this is kind of a catch all. Um, you guys have a big mission, obviously, because the military, uh, military veterans and first responders have higher rates of suicide and um, suicidal um, attempts. So um, can you kind of talk about what's behind Project Refit? What was kind of the inspiration behind creating an organization to deal with this very um, big problem? So uh, if you look at the current state of affairs, uh, the suicide rates are not getting better. Uh, they are actually technically worse. Uh, you know, I know that the number now went from 22 to 20, but that's because there's less veterans. Uh, that's specifically the veteran side. Uh, law enforcement side actually is just increasing every year, sadly. Um, and uh, there's a lot of changes that are beginning to happen, I think, within the law enforcement space regarding departments and how they look at each other and how they help each other out within departments, that there's still a lot of work to be done. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to step into the field and literally step into the field, uh, which is meaning we show up, right? So our whole thing is we have mobile bases that are going to be outfitted like uh, almost like a VFW or American Legion on wheels that we directly come to you and show up to you. We have the truck. Uh, we actually just got done a mission and we were down in Louisiana helping out a police officer in Louisiana, her and her brother, who's uh, disabled, mentally disabled. Uh, they just suffered a, also a loss in the family. Uh, step, uh, stepson shot himself in the neck. Uh, it was an accidental discharge. And then the whole roof started to collapse on itself. Uh, and we're like, listen, we can't bring your, uh, your stepson back to life. And, you know, your brother, uh, mentally disabled brother, tried to take his life like the day after. And uh, he got hospitalized. We can't put him into a hospital because that's what we would have done for him anyway. So uh, what we can do, however, is let's see if we can raise some money and we're kind of come down and we're going to camp out uh, on the levee right across the street from your home. And we're going to be there with you uh, in the shit, if you will, uh, and, and show up directly to you. And that's exactly what we did. Um, and we just got done that mission, just got done building that roof. Uh, we had uh, military members that actually came from no northern Louisiana, Arizona, New Jersey, uh, and then some local individuals in the area. Actually, after seeing some news uh, coverage on us and what we were doing, some of the neighbors came out, literally neighbors like across the street came out to come help out. Uh, and that's actually the day after we had the police called on us because we we're camping on the levee. So uh, 
Um, and the police came out and they're like, what are you guys doing? And uh, Officer Rose went out and talked to them and they were like, oh, we're just going to tell them to mind our business. So because uh, we were going to be in and out anyway. So um, and they did. And people ended up coming out and they ended up helping. So it was absolutely spectacular. Um, I can't even explain to you the feelings that I have almost this like weird emptiness after leaving them because we got so close, uh, even in a short amount of time, uh, the direct action that we took. And I talked to Dan about it. Uh, Dan's one of the other co-founders of Project Refit. He's Army veteran, blown up twice, PTSD, TBI. Um, and uh, he he was like, actually, I do get it. He's like, I, I get it 100%, man. He's like, when I was out there, like when I was in combat, like that's the same thing. Like I'm there making the action happen. You know, like we're, we're directly affecting the lives of others and, uh, and, and protecting this country. Like I see it. And um, so I now understand a little bit uh, being a civilian. I understand a little bit of like, what that emptiness feels like. I, I just want to be out there again. Like, I just want to go help somebody else. I want to go drive to, I don't even care where, you know, and I'll, I'll camp out. I'll build a roof for you. I'll talk to you. I'll camp with you. And, you know, we literally show up uh, and we have done that. I've camped out with guys too before. I got a call me up, you know, two weeks away from some of, he was going to go camping. He's like, look, I, I need somebody to like talk to, man. He's like, can you just come out and hang out? And I was like, ha, duh. I was like, let's go, bro. So we went out and uh, we shot the shit for the night. You know, we, uh, he really opened up a lot and got some, got some stuff off his chest. And, um, you know, he's still here with us today. And uh, he actually was the first person that donated a thousand dollars to Rose, Officer Rose in Louisiana. So he said he wanted to be a bigger part and play a bigger, uh, wanted to play a bigger role in changing people's lives. And he did. And he showed up. And that's our whole thing. So, yeah, um, that's that's kind of like the that's a mission that we did, other things that we've done and how we're helping out. So these mobile bases, um, I love that idea. So uh, give me a, a kind of an idea of what these mobile bases will be doing. Is it kind of a kind of a setting up a just kind of a connection center for the local military veterans and first responders to all just kind of come together and connect? Or are you going to do specific like um, activities at these mobile centers? What's what's going on with those? So there's plenty of room for activities. Uh, but um, <laughs> sorry, that's a, one of my favorite movie Step Brothers. Anyway, um, so the, we, we have all the room for activities. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah, at all those so room for room. activities. <laughs> go do karate in the mobile base. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. We're going to do some jujitsu. Um, but uh, no, it, it is. That's exactly right. We want to have it as a community center. We want to have a big vision, 150 of them around the country, uh, you know, in different regions. And they'll cover like a 100 mile radius. And you need 150 bases essentially to cover that. Uh, one of the biggest problems actually is there's 5 million plus veterans right now that uh, are remote and have no access to anything. And these mobile bases solve that problem. That is a major problem that is solved with that. Um, and and uh, that's what we're here to do. We're here to actually bring a new look at, uh, at the problem. And, and we're bringing a fresh perspective and uh, an incredibly aggressive one. Uh, we've been nicknamed by many people as the most aggressive nonprofit I ever talked to. That's also because our personalities are also ridiculously aggressive. Um, and I don't know if you picked up on that yet or not, but I'm aggressive <laughs> and I'm, I'm here to I'm here to solve a problem. And, yeah, and but you know what? That's joke, the only you know? way you're going to solve the problem. You can't just you know you can't be very like tentative about this because this is an yeah. issue. It continues to get worse. 
So yeah. obviously we need to push harder. We do we need to do more. So, you know, kind of being tentative yeah. about it would be ridiculous. So it, you know, the space does need people like you guys, your organization that's that's aggressively, you know, you have these big goals and dreams and they they can be achieved because you guys oh, yeah. are utilizing the that kind of the community approach because when people see you doing this like you described in in Louisiana, you know, the community the community mobilizes. So you're just kind of a catalyst of that. That is correct. We are trying to create uh, hope everywhere we go and spread. Our, our mission is combat isolation, but the thing that the byproduct of combating isolation is we're spreading love. Love is the answer. I don't give a shit when everybody says that's Elon Musk saying it. That's, you know, whatever. Like, love is the answer. We need to show love to these ridiculously stressed out um, professions, right? And, and these individuals that, that give so much of themselves all the time, every day, day in, day out. I mean, some of the things that I remember in my brain are the police officers talking about, you know, there's a woman that moved into a house like down the street and she doesn't know that a month ago there was a body burned into the ground. You know what I mean? Like they remember that they see that and, and it, it's a trigger to they live in their trauma for police officers specifically. They're living in their traumas and working in their traumas every single day. Veterans. Same thing happens with them, right? They go, they see the worst of the worst. They come back and are like, man, I just want to go back to it. I want to go back to combat. I was directly seeing the results of my actions. And like, again, that emptiness feeling, it's like, what am I doing here? What am I picking up a, a, a piece of paper to hand over to somebody? I'm selling a product. What the fuck is this? And it's, and it's, and it, it, it's that you have to find that mission and that purpose and we're trying to bring that mission, and that purpose directly to them. So uh, in giving them the opportunity to do that and telling them that they can do that. One of the biggest failures I think is, and I'm almost going to say, I know one of the biggest failures is we're not empowering the individual voices of people. We're telling people, oh no, you have to go take them to the VA. Oh no, you have to take them to this. Oh no, you have to take them to that professional because insurance and all this other shit. It's like, no man, sit down and listen to your buddy. Listen to the person talking to you. You can do something, right? Like, do they, is it an emergency? Then take them 1 million percent. Yes. But if it's like a, I'm feeling stressed out. Oh dude, uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you do. Shut up and listen, right? Talk to your buddy. So like, that's kind of like what we're trying to like tell people is like you, you're, you're capable. You do it all the time. You're listening to yourself. You're talking yourself through stuff. You can do that for other people too. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a really good point. And, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor and, um, Matthew, you're, you have the, you know, the, the critical incident response training and what was really crazy to me when I went through critical, critical incident response training. And also when I went through a formalized, um, assist training for suicide prevention, like basically, you know, it preventing suicide. This is way after I got licensed as a mental health counselor. How many licensed professionals in the room had no idea and really were uncomfortable with having the discussion about all of these things? So Matthew, as, as, and you said you were a former first responder, correct? Did I get that wrong? Uh, I am. I'm still, I'm still active. I still, okay. I've been doing it for 15 years. So gotcha. Gotcha. So you know, you, you're in it every day, you've lived it, you do it, you know, so you have that connection, you know, already, but 
Um, and that helps because when, when, even if a person has a degree or a lot of letters behind their name, you know, like I do, that doesn't mean that I'm comfortable with, or I even have the skills to sit down and just, just have a real conversation about, you know, what, what you're going through, what you've experienced. And, you know, the fact that you are, you know, you may be thinking about killing yourself or harming yourself, right? Can yeah, you talk I mean, about kind of the difficulty of, of sitting down and having these conversations? It's funny you said that, because that actually what spawned um, uh, myself as well uh, as James uh, start, starting a business on the side. And, and it's, it comes down to communication, right? So it's all about how you can approach and talk to people. Um, I agree with you 110% what you said before. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I tell that to people all the time. I don't give a shit how many letters or numbers are after your name. You know, my wife's a doctor. <laughs> so like, but, and there's communication blocks there all the time. Um, it's definitely different when you, when you like live through it. Um, that was part of the reason why I was recruited to this team was because I had a gambit of shit happen to me. I was the black cloud and you know, that's, those were the cards that were laid out for me. And, and that's where I ended up and why I'm where I am today. Um, but a lot of guys, it's, it's all about being, you know, you have to be empathetic in your approach. So if you, if you don't have any empathy in your form of communication, you're not going to be able to understand where anybody is coming from. You have to literally inject yourself into that. And that's whether you're answering a call, taking orders, or, you know, again, talking to a, doing a buddy check-in and, and, and dealing with somebody who's been through some stuff. Um, that's the hardest nut to crack. The hardest nut to crack is to have somebody talk about themselves and talk about what's going on. Um, so you're when you're an expert communicator, I consider myself an expert communicator. Um, I, I can get anybody to talk to me, and that's probably because I, God gifted me with the ability to just flap my lips and not shut up. <laughs> Very approachable, but then I learned you have to also be a really good active listener. And so by inserting empathy into how I talk to people, and, and, and we don't really share stories uh, when I do my critical incident debriefing, I don't, unless someone asks, um, we're there for them. Um, they all know that everybody sitting in that room has been through something significant that puts us on that team and there. Um, so, you know, that's pretty much what we do. We have a little bit of, you know, we have a script that we follow and, and all this other stuff, but it's, it's amazing when, you know, you can follow the script all day long. Um, but unless you, I always put my own twist on everything that I do. I, everything. I try to be as original and unique as possible. All right. Cause we all have our own different energies and vibes that we give off. So my body language mixed with my communication mixed with my empathy, um, you know, that can get somebody who's maybe 20 years on the job and he's talking to you after, you know, a debriefing and he's unloading 20 years worth of shit on you because, you know, he's been holding on to this stuff. And then we use the term putting rocks in a backpack, right? So your rock or your backpack, you're just throwing tons and tons of shit in and it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier, right? So you have to start unloading some of that stuff and that's what, and that's what keeps it, and that's what keep it going. So, I mean, between empathy, um, understanding where they're coming from, you know, you've been there before, but their situation is different. We're all different. We're all unique. So having that understanding and being empathetic in your communication and then being in the right mindset is the other pillar of, uh, of properly communicating with these people. Because if, if you're not in the right headspace, if I go do something, I got family shit going on, I got something going on, I'm not in the right headspace, um, I can't be productive. Um, I can't be an effective communicator. I'm not going to be able to get through to people. And that goes for everybody else. They have to be willing and able and ready to open up. And that's kind of what we do as, you know, debriefers is to 
get them to talk about what's going on. So we have to kind of like, we have to be in the right mindset and energy's vibe and echo broken window theory, right? So it's going to chip in the glass. It's going to spread out, right? So if I'm bringing the energy and I talk, I've been in my own debriefings where before I was even on the team, I've talked about stuff and, and just been like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what was going on. You know, uh, it was fucked up. You know, I had a, I had an incident where I had a child drown and die in my arms. And it was, he was literally the same age as my, my oldest child. And, you know, it fucked me up. And it wasn't until I opened up during that debriefing that other people that were there, they started opening up. There were some new guys there um, who never seen something like this before. And it was huge for them because they were like, holy shit, like, this is what I signed up for. It's like, yeah, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, bro. Like, this is what it is. This is the real deal. And then we just provide them resources afterwards if they need to talk or whatever. Are you fire team ready? Try the Fire Team Whiskey Spec Ops Keto Joe Shake. The Keto Joe Shake is a medium chain triglyceride MCT shake derived from non GMO coconut oil. It contains 17 grams of MCT, 10 grams of high quality whey protein, and no sugar. It's sweetened with stevia leaf, so you can keep those carbs low and shred that body fat. 25 milligrams of caffeine to give you extra energy for the gym or your busy day. Fireteam Whiskey has been supplying military members deployed all over the world with Spec Ops shakes for over three years. Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are fueling the fight. Whether you are just trying to lose a few pounds or trying to get that extra edge in the gym, the Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are for you. Make sure to stock up now and support our efforts to raise funds for Team RWB, our nonprofit partner that provides social support and fitness events for our nation's heroes. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, and it is all about just kind of providing the space and, and the vibe and the, the right energy. And, you know, maybe if a person isn't ready today, you know, maybe in a few days um, or a few months, they'll, they'll be ready to start kind of opening up and siphoning off some of that, that pressure that's, that's been built up or getting rid of some of those rocks, so to speak. So that's what you guys do with your radio check. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would also like to uh, say that's why we're building the bases in the way that we're building them, because it's not going to be clinical, right? So there's a there's a veteran multi-service centers, right? Or not uh, vet centers right now have, uh, I've seen these like vans that they send out or whatever, or these like trucks with like a, basically a, a, a hospital room in the back, um, and there's something called white coat syndrome. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not, but basically, uh, it's the idea of, uh, people don't feel comfortable talking to, um, doctors and such like that. They get nervous and like, you know, it messes with their vital signs and such. And, uh, they don't tell them everything because they think they're going to be, um, you know, attacked for it or something, whatever it may be. And they're not comfortable. What we're doing is we're building up a place where you, we're going to go to a concert, right? We'll have a, we'll have a, a base set up in a parking lot of a concert and it's going to be a comfortable lounge, like just relaxing couches, coffee, water, no alcohol, um, you know, and, and actually giving these guys like a space to come hang out, shoot the shit. If they don't want to go into the concert because anxiety or whatever it may be, but they still want to come to one and kind of experience it again, they can come out to this spot and be with a bunch of brothers and sisters that uh, will hopefully make them feel comfortable and welcome, which I, I know they will, um, because that's just how the community rolls. So in that kind of scenario, then you get to hear people talk, 
right? Then you get to see who's the one that's struggling here. Who's saying the stuff like, oh, I came out for a good night. Of course, something bad would happen. Or, you know, the 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 dark cloud, if you will, to reuse what uh, Saps just said, right? Like that's the that's what we're trying to look for. And then we can talk to you and then we can find you the resources that you need. And then we can build a trusting relationship with you. That's what we're trying to do, right? So um, that's the critical piece that's missing, that boots on ground, direct approach. We're here. We're just regular old Joes and we can talk to you. Yeah, I love that. And uh, it, let me ask you about the no alcohol thing. I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, I get frustrated with a lot of nonprofits out there who do events like this, get togethers or storytelling, and it's saturated with alcohol, which I don't agree with uh, personally, because I, I, you know, obviously we know with, with the suicide rates and suicide attempt incidences, a lot of times there is alcohol or substances involved. Um, so, you know, why add that to the mix? Um, but what, why do you guys personally have that po policy? You just said it. Yeah. Exactly. Simple as that. I mean, to be, to be completely honest with you, uh, there was a guy that was helping us out the other day. Um, you know, we're, we're moving some furniture for uh, a veteran. Um, there's some furniture that was donated and, and this, this veteran showed up and he was talking about his alcohol use and consumption. And I didn't laugh one fucking time. I'm not going to sit there and go, it's great, you're drinking a whole handle. I literally just looked at him dead in his eyes. And I was like, when you're ready to stop drinking, you want help, let me know. He didn't, the man did not budge. He did not move. He said, okay, because I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to condone that. That means you're struggling right now. I, I heard you say, I am fucked up and I am not doing good. I am not actually happy with myself. Um, I just want to drown my sorrows and drown my memories and, 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 and relive the old days all the time because that's when I felt something. And well, if you're having trouble feeling something, that's a problem, right? I'm going to tell you right now, for me, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a veteran. I'm not a first responder. But I've been through some shit. I'm in therapy right now, actually. And, uh, you know, I drank like, uh, I don't know, it's over six months ago now. And when I drank, I don't really drink. I don't, I never really do drink anyway, but when I drank this one time in particular, uh, I was not okay. Like I was acted irrational and, um, I woke up the next day and I was like, there's something fucking wrong. Right. I was like, that wasn't like the way that I like acted was not normal. was not okay. I need help. And um, not help with drinking and shit. I'm talking about mental. I need mental help. So, um, and I, my story, uh, the thing that recently triggered it, like I had, uh, I was in a relationship. She had another relationship, like a whole double life, basically. Uh, and that fucked me up because I had an idea of it. Um, and that brought up some old crap from before. And uh, it was just all, I'm, I'm I'm just, it was not okay. Right. Um, and, uh, it really affected me how I trust people and all that stuff. So, uh, and it really affected me when I was drinking. Um, and I, and I opened up my eyes to, I just, I need to get moving. I need to heal myself because I'm literally out here. I can, I've helped hundreds of veterans and first responders, hundreds of them 
right? You could argue thousands actually because of the reach that we have, but um, I know of hundreds. So uh, if I need to be the leader of this organization or a leader in general, I better practice what I preach because if I don't, not one veteran will respect me. Not one first responder will respect me because they only follow, they choose who they follow, right? And if I'm not practicing what I preach, I can get, I can get the fuck out, right? So um, alcohol is a no-go. If you bring it with you and you start getting sloppy, one, we're going to tell you, two, we're going to get you into AA or some shit, and three, you're going to be hanging out in the corner, just sitting there until you sober up until we can talk to you. Bottom line, yeah, we're not going to be buzz kills. We have fun for sure. We have fun. And like I said, if you bring alcohol and you're drinking responsibly, that's fine. I don't care about that. I'm not going to serve it to you though. Yeah. Good. I love that. I'm, I'm thinking you are probably the first nonprofit organization I've talked to who has a great policy like that. So I love it. Awesome. So let's talk about blue skies. What is yeah. that? What's going on with that? Sure. So blue skies is really a part of our, so our whole mission, I already told you about, we're gonna have 150 mobile bases all around the country. Okay. That's our direct in-person approach. Uh, I came up with this crazy strategy. Uh, technically uh, Dan Wade, everybody calls it the battle plan now. Um, so we have this crazy battle plan where it's, it, it's called the hybrid theory. So um, when I was at Columbia, I noticed that some data is showing basically that the world is moving to a virtual, right? But nothing takes away the in-person. So what we came up with is this hybrid strategy to combine with on and offline approaches. Zoom call was our first step in that direction and doing it and having these Zoom calls. Um, and then we have this app that's a buddy check-in app. So Blue Skies was nicknamed after uh, uh, actually Command Sergeant Major Martin Gunny Barreras. He's really the soul of our organization. Uh, he, um, anytime he went out on mission with his men, uh, he would still go out, even though he was a CSM, a Command Sergeant Major, he was still out there, you know, fighting on the front line um, and literally led from the front. And if you know, people who don't know, maybe listen to your podcast, uh, command sergeant majors are basically like your CEO, right? They don't have to be out there. They give you the, the mission, they give you the orders, and then you go and then you come back and they debrief you, right? And then they train you and they teach you. He's out there. And when he's out there, he would tell privates and everyone else underneath of him, all the way down to privates, when I'm out here, you're leading me. Okay, so what that means is that he's empowering individual voices, which is exactly what I just said to you a couple of minutes ago, is the biggest failure of, I believe, and I'm going to say, the biggest failure of our society right now is we're telling people they can't do that, that their voices don't matter, that they can't help their friends, and it's bullshit. That's the big, that, that's our biggest weapon against suicide, is allowing the friends to be able to talk to each other freely, right? Because I bet you, SAP knows how to talk to me better than you do, Steph. A hundred percent. And there's nothing that's going to change that. Now, take away what he knows and how to talk to people and all that stuff. I mean, he knows how to talk to me. He's my boy. Right. So if you have like your friends who were able to sit there and listen to you and talk to you, it still feels good. Whether it's like exceptionally well done or whatever, it still feels good. Right. Because, you know, it's coming from a place of love. Now, when you're in a place where you can't hear people, that's when it's dangerous right? That's when that numb feeling that you feel when it's hard to feel excited about things and everything like that. That's when you know you need to get help, by the way. That's a sign. Uh, I just want to say that for anybody listening, if they don't uh, currently go and they're feeling those feelings or not feeling actually when you're numb, uh, that's a sign you need to get some, some help and you need to talk to somebody. 
but anyway, moving on, um, you know, he knows how to talk to me. The friends know how to talk to each other. Coming from a place of love really does matter. Um, and showing up directly for that person's huge. So uh, I forget where I was going with this, but that's blue, basically blue skies, James. Blue, blue skies. skies. <laughs> oh, right. So bringing it back, we want to connect the friends. Thank you for that, Seth. Um, uh, I also have some, I've been punching ahead a lot uh, and I have some things that I have going on. But uh, but anyway, so we have the, the buddy check where literally at the tap of a button, I'm going to try to pull it up. At the tap of a button, you can actually listen in your buddies. So we have the listen and talk. And we're actually turning that listen button into the, the actual buddy check where when you just tap that button, you message your top five best friends. We call it your top five fire team members. Um, and you actually get in touch with them instantly and, and ask them, hey, how you doing today? How you feeling? Like, what's going on? Just to do your, your buddy checks. I love that. And, you know, the name of my business is Fireteam Whiskey. So that yep. I am all about that having that team approach. You know, it's it's like just like in the military or even in the in the first responders, you have a team of people. They all have kind of a, a specialty. You know, we're not we we can't be good at everything. Right. You know, we all right. have our weaknesses. We all have our Achilles heel. Right. But it's so important to have have a fire team with you that maybe this guy on your fire team is is good at kind of identifying when you're when you're kind of getting getting out of line you know you're you're not doing that well and checking in with you and kind of sniper checking you and you know maybe That's somebody right. else is is good at kind of um getting everybody together or you know so you have this fire team of support so that's awesome i love that concept and um you know that it just as a team you're going to be stronger you're going to be stronger together using all of your your strengths and you know they're going to make up for your weaknesses and hopefully you can learn from them and um, get better in those areas that you're weak so um you know just to kind of sum it all up matt can you talk about um you know who who is it um out there if you're you're listening and they're hearing this interview who is it that that needs your organization who needs to be reaching out to you what what kind of people are you looking for that that need project refit well, basically look we're looking for active and 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 either retired or, or or veterans you know that's 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 who we tailor to that's our that those are our people so you know if you're active duty or your reserve or you're or you're you know you're out or you're actively working on the job or you're retired like we have all walks of life from all over the place um literally and and, and everybody is and i gotta be honest here like everybody's amazing you know like i didn't serve in the military <clears throat> so you know, when I, when I actually did a buddy check-in, when I first started getting involved, I checked in one time and I had somebody, you know, I had, um, uh, Mo, who's an amazing human being, uh, dude, dude, special forces, the whole nine. I have, I have military family members. Um, and, and this guy's SF and I shared my story with him and he's like, no, bro, like I ain't, I ain't shit. Like you're, you're, you're the man, you know, like, and when you hear that, right. When, when, you know, cause I'm a team's guy here in, in, you know, in, in New Jersey, I'm, I'm big on that. A firearms instructor, the whole nine. Right. So like, you want to be high, like, like when you're on the job, you want to be high speed. Right. That's why, that's why guys do the military, right. They want to be high speed. Everyone wants to be high speed. So when you have somebody who, you know, is high speed and he's telling you like, nah, man, it's cool. Like you demand, blah, 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 blah. Like, it didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter what he did. Like, that's just a buildup, you know? And those are, we have so many good leaders that lead these, um, you know, these buddy check-ins, uh, especially, you know, Wade and Dan, like they're awesome human beings. Um, 
So, I mean, that's, that's who we tailor to. We tailor to the veterans, we, the, you know, combat veterans doesn't, I don't care if you worked on a helicopter, I never went over, or if you were in the shit and you did seven tours, like it doesn't matter. You know, um, you know, we've talked to all walks of life, literally um, everybody from everywhere. Uh, you know, we had cops from DC going through shit. I mean, James and like, we're always like available. Like it's what S was crazy. Like James hit me up one time at like nine 30 at night on the East coast. He's like, yo, I need you. I got a guy. He's a cop. He's going through some shit. And I'm like, I'm in bed already. I'm like, bet I'm on. So like, I just threw a shirt on, threw a hat on and we got on, we chatted for like two hours, you know, and I had to still go to work the next morning, but it's what we do. So, I mean, we're always there for people. Like we have so many cool ideas, you know, we've hosted, um, we've hosted call it. We have a lot of guys who are gamers, right? So they connect on their computer. They we've hosted call of duty tournaments, um, cornhole tournaments. We've done golf outings. Like James is bringing the mobile base up to a car show that we're hosting for my union, you know? So like we do, there's just so much. And it's just like, again, like we just want to keep reaching out and just, you know, uh, exposure, 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 because like the waves that we've, that this organization has made in the last, you know, year and a half has been monumental. And so like, we just keep growing and growing and growing. And it's like constant. Like every time we see somebody new, I give it like, it's, I tell James all the time. It's like two weeks, I give him two weeks, two weeks. They keep checking in like this. They're going to want to be a part of it. How can I be a part of it? How can I do this? You know, you can, there's so many different ways you can find us. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook. You can find, I don't even know. Do we have it? Yeah. We have an Instagram. Like we we got it all. So like on any facet of social media, um, I think the only thing we don't have is like a project refit podcast. That's like the only thing that we don't have. Um, right. Well, I, yeah. And I, I, uh, of course perused your website. So, um, all the links to all your social media and your website will be, um, on the show notes for this podcast, but it's projectrefit.us. And I, I definitely encourage you guys who are listening. Um, even if you're not in, um, their area, you know, they do have the, the mobile base. They, they do travel to, um, to help out people who are in need, but, um, you have a lot of events in the New Jersey area, but definitely, um, download the blue skies app, um, apply to, to participate in the radio check. Um, if you want to do that, the, the, the zoom meetings and, um, if, you know, if you don't fall into this category, but you just want to support and help out, reach out to them. And uh, they have some cool stuff in their shop. I'm eyeing those awesome hats. So I think I might have to pick up one of those. We got some cool merch in there. There's a yeah. Lot of cool, so a lot check of cool. out their merch shop. Um, and then, of course, donate. So um, I definitely uh, will be. Uh, Fire Team Whis- Whiskey has a uh, nonprofit organization. It's called the Rosenthal Lincoln Foundation. It's named after um, my father and my husband's father. They both served in the Navy. So, um, we, uh, donate out of fire team whiskey to that um, organization. So we'll definitely, um, be making a donation to your organization as well. So that's another way uh, for you listeners out there to, Huge. to support, um, their, the, uh, project refit and what they're doing and they're doing great work out there. So thank you, Matthew and James for joining me. That was awesome. So, so cool. What you guys are doing. You're just doing 
you know, like they say, you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so, yeah. so bless Been you hearing that a lot. <laughs> for, yeah. for what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I, and you're doing it aggressively, which is what's needed with, with how bad it is out there right now. So, mm-hmm. um, it's only getting worse. So you guys out there are just doing amazing work and changing lives and saving lives. So thank yeah, you so much for what people, you do. If we have, if, uh, if anybody comes, you know, listens to this and they come from fire team whiskey, like, let us know, like, please let us know because, we like to know where, you know, where everybody comes from, you know, obviously we, we put ourselves out there all over the place. So like, we don't want to like, um, we just want to recognize like where people are coming from, you know? So if they come from fire team whiskey or they come from another organization, like we yeah. love to, we love to hear that. So oh, I heard about you through somebody, a wounded warrior, or I heard about you from this or that. Like, so if anybody's listening and you can DM us directly look on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can, you can find us and, and, and DM helps, us yeah. and we'll put you in touch with a buddy check-in. And those are awesome. They, they're, they, they really are. They can run really, really late at night and people start cracking up and, and being silly. And it's like, it's really, it's really, really good. So let us know where you're coming from. And, and, and again, we, uh, we thank you for your time today for sure. Yeah. Thanks Matt and James. Thanks so much for listening to the warrior wellness podcast. Go ahead and navigate to itunes or spotify go ahead and follow us and subscribe leave us a review screenshot that review and send it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com and you will be entered into our weekly giveaway for a prize we are also on youtube most of our podcasts are recorded via video so search for fireteam whiskey youtube or go to fireteamwhiskey.com and go to the warrior wellness podcast tab And all of the links to follow us on all the podcast platforms and YouTube are available to you right there. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast.